Hey everybody, it's your old friend John Delano with another episode, fine episode, of the RFC Minicast. And joining me this week, the one and only Headmaster Don. Don, how are you, sir? Uh, good afternoon, John. Good evening, John. I'm doing pretty good. Yes, yes, we're, uh, we're, we, record, we record these things uh, in the evening, a little bit after the dinner hour, pull back the curtain. Um, Don, I used your full name to introduce you, Headmaster Don. I'd like to point that out. And if somebody doesn't know where that comes from, let me let me set this up for you. So this week on the minicast, you and I are going to talk about RC. And RC is a character and a, a toy, a theoretical toy for years that, dare I say, was almost like an extension of you. It was like a piece of you. It... It made you like a cult hero at BotCon. I'm not joking. We'll get into I, it. I would say hero to some people, but oh, definitely pain, pain in the pain in the. Ah, uh, eh, you're a hero to all, my friend. Um, so we're gonna dive into Don's unique history with RC that goes back to 1986 and continues today. Trust me, folks. This is going to be a great conversation with a true super fan um, and a master of persuasion because, lo and behold, in the last year, we got G1RC. It only took almost like 30 years, Don. Right. Almost. So let me me kick it off by just simply asking you, um, was it... It, was it like the first time you saw the movie? What what drew you to this character, and why did you? Why do you think you became so kind of like attached and such a fan of of this particular character? Well, I don't think it, it wasn't anything immediate, John. It was just a simple fact: was we had that movie, we had all these toys coming out. They were good toys coming out at the time, you know. Rodimus notwithstanding, because this toy was a little lackluster at the time. But uh, we had all these great toys from the movie coming out, but we had no RC. And it just seemed to me that she was an important secondary character in the movie. She was portrayed as a strong female character, uh, which which we got infrequently in the 80s. You know, we had some standouts like She-Ra and things such as that, but it's just the fact that it just seemed like when the chance finally came with BotCon to talk to Hasbro 10 years, almost 10 years after the fact, someone, I just was like, hey, good character, where's the toy? And it just seemed like someone needed someone needed to ask that, and I just went ahead and asked. Yeah, and you asked, and you asked, and you asked. Do you remember, the, did you ask... Um at the first BotCon you went to, when did you first, when did this start becoming a thing? So if anybody, so so if you don't know, uh, folks, Don, you asked about Headmaster RC. You asked Hasbro at every BotCon for many, many darn near a decade, right? Many, many, yeah. I didn't go to '97 due to unemployment, so I didn't, I couldn't ask then. But the reason I was asking for Headmaster RC was because not only was it almost ten years after the fact that we still didn't have an RC figure. Now we had the rebirth as part of continuity, and we didn't have a headmaster. And so, and I was looking at it from a collector standpoint, not just as a fan standpoint. Your '86 movie collection wasn't complete. 
if you collected G1 Headmasters, it wasn't complete. Uh, and it just seems like that one character would be so wanted by so many collectors. And by that point, we were, by that point we were at you know 95, 96, 97, and we were seeing the collector side of Transformers thanks to Botcon, you know John and Carl's Botcon. And it just seemed like getting a Headmaster RC would be like the definitive version, so that way you could have 86 movie RC, which is like a regular head, or if you wanted all your G1 Headmasters, which she was now one of, you would get a Headmaster RC. And it just seemed like this is a toy people want for their collection, and, I, and I've never really bought the boys don't buy girl toys. Uh, again, maybe it's taking time for a lot of a lot of uh, retailers and a lot of manufacturers to overcome that stigma. But, you know, I, I'm sure there's people... Well, look at the real Ghostbusters. I think they did a Janine in the real Ghostbusters. And she was one of the most popular... Just one of the most hardest fig- figures to find, if, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, that sounds That sounds about right. I wouldn't imagine they would... Back in the day, if they ever did, like, female characters within <clears throat> boy-oriented toy lines. Probably short-packed, to say the least. So, going back to the character, just real quick. Do you think... Well, was there anything in particular about RC specifically as a character, or do you think it was like all the combinations of of things that uh, that you kind of just mentioned, as far as like you know collectors not having like a, a complete set of the cast? Could it have been could it have been any character in that role, or were there things specifically about RC that you particularly liked? Well, I per, I guess I just particularly liked RC because it portrayed her as a strong, competent female character in a boy's line. And she wasn't the princess that needed to be rescued from the castle. And she wasn't the damsel in distress being held by the villain twirling the mustache on the railroad tracks. It was just a good character that needed a good toy. And she was getting Jack squat. So fast forward to, to, well, to Transformers Animated. So let's talk about let's talk about the toys we have gotten actually. So the first one that really kind of harkened back to G one was uh, the animated toy mm-hmm. and the animated model. Um, it was in the animated style, but it was very clearly kind of at that moment at the time. It was kind of like here's your RC. So what are your impressions of the animated RC model and toy um, uh, at the time, and then kind of now like looking back in hindsight? Well, actually, not much has changed. It's, it's a great toy. Uh, it's it's a beautiful figure in both modes, uh, other than the whole peekaboo head. But a lot of figures have had that through the years, so you really can't. You know, it's just the way that just the way the engineering worked out. Um, I, I think I, I just think it's a great figure. Animated as a line was an aesthetic that was so hard to capture. Well, you think that would be hard to capture in an actual three D toy format, yet they succeeded admirably with most all the figures, and RC was no exception. Looking back, it's still a great figure. If we never got this RC, I would be a little disappointed. Again, the whole why haven't we got her yet kind of thing still continuing, but uh, but having animated RC would not be a bad consolation prize if you look at it from that standpoint. So, and you know, she made a, she made a fine animated drag strip, too. Yes, um, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so let's let's move on to today 
And actually, I find this interesting. You, I think you kind of got like a cryptic hint before anybody else that we were going to get a Generations RC. So tell us about that little story. Well, uh, about two years ago, maybe three years by this point, uh, I had stopped asking for it, mainly because a lot of people were tired of it. And I really was not trying to be an ass. I really wasn't. It was just year after year went by, I asked about this toy because – we were getting toys that were homages to this and homages to that and new characters and old characters and new bodies. Yet this one toy from one movie in 86 still had not gotten anything close to her movie character. We had motorcycles and things such as that, but nothing goes. So I finally stopped asking. But when Reveal the Shield, Jazz, tracks. G2 Optimus and all that was out. I I went up to Hasbro at the uh, at BotCon at their booth. I said, "Hey guys, how y'all doing?" And uh, I knew one or two of them from previous years. I said, "Listen, y'all know me. I always ask about RC. You know, I haven't asked for several years, but I'm going to ask y'all with tracks and Jazz a G2 Optimus Prime. Why can we not get an RC in this generation's line?" three, four, and five waves in between Reveal the Shield and Hunt for the Decepticons and, you know, I'm just saying you, you had lines she could be worked into yet we still had anything. He, and he said, wait a year and you'll be amazed. Wait a year and a half and you'll be stunned. I'm paraphrasing there, but that that's basically what it was. So they probably, they, so they already knew at that time that, that, that what was in the works. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's very cool that they would give you kind of a heads up, right? That, like you right. kind of earned it. Right. You know, it's like it's like I said, I was just I was just trying to get a good character made into a toy that a lot of people wanted for their collections. Plus, I, there's a lot of girls when slash women that can collect Transformers. Uh, Raksha, one of the best known ladies in the fandom. Uh, you know, she she was a collector since day one, even before day one. So there's a lot of a lot of women collectors even back in the day, and we have this character that's a linchpin for so many different collections. We've got a line like Reveal the Shield, that is homage characters from G1, and then they say that. So that that finally gave me some hope that we would have something sooner rather than later. And as it turns out, we did. We got Generations RC, yes. and then shortly later, Legends RC by Takara. So. Give me your give me your impressions of Generations RC. What? Well, first of all, go back to the first time you saw images of her and tell me about that. And then let's talk about once you actually had had her in hand, so to speak. So right. when you first saw the images, what were you thinking? It looks good. They'll probably cancel it. So you were pessimistic still? Yeah, I mean, literally, I've joked about this on the show, but part of it was actually true. Until I actually had one in my hands, in my collection, I was not going to let myself believe it. Just for the simple fact is we've – it's been so long and there's been so many near misses and well, and maybe next year's. It's just, you know, she could have always got pushed back to another wave or a wave after that or whatever the case may be. And I just was, I just was going to say I'm not going to get excited. When she's out and I have one, that's when I'll take the big sigh of relief. Okay, well, that's fair. I mean, it's certainly been uh, enough time passing to 
probably be a little bit of a pessimist. So, well, so the day came when you actually had it in hand. Um, and I'll give my thoughts on the toy in a minute, but obviously I want to hear your thoughts. So once you had it, what did you think of Generations RC? I think she's great. Uh, I, I prefer the Legends version because uh, it is more movie accurate. But I can see why people like the Generations version because the black does help sort of break up all the pink and white. So both have, both have their merits. Uh, it's just I think I like the Legends version, version in vehicle mode just because it's more, cart- more movie accurate. Uh, but I think they did a good job. The only thing I'm sad about, and it's not anything to do with the toy. It's just the fact that there's some good engineering in here. But there's nothing in these RCs that we could not have seen two and three and four years ago. So I'm just sorry we had to wait this long to get them. But again, maybe it was the climate, maybe it was the case assortments, maybe it was trying to line it up with the with the IDW appearance of the characters for better better uh, like sell you know, through or yeah sell through for people knowing more about the character existing. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, I can understand it's just from an engineering standpoint. There's nothing in here that made her wait a couple extra years from, like, Reveal the Shield. But that's, again, looking at it through with 2020 hindsight. Yeah, I can, and I can see what you're saying. She's not, uh, she's not like, on the like the leading edge of toy technology. And, and she follows um, the, the designer for RC kind of landed that job by, by having his own version of RC, which is effectively Generations RC, which he made of. A mod, transforming model of probably what 10 12 years ago it's been a long time uh, it's been it's been double digit years and again yeah. there's not that much difference if you look at the basic transformation between his model and generation so again it's just i'm glad we got here i just wish the trip hadn't been so long now uh is it a bummer that she's not a headmaster yeah it, it's just it's just again there, there's i've always liked the headmasters i've always liked the rebirth uh, I've always liked the Japanese series. It's not my favorite. Master Force is my favorite. But I just think if it was a headmaster, it would have it would have fit more people's collections. It would have been a more complete view of the character. But being a deluxe size figure, you really couldn't have done it as a headmaster. It just really would not have worked like that. That's that's why I'm hoping at some point, since we've got a Rodimus. I'm hoping at one point we will be getting a, a, a masterpiece RC, so that way you can have a head a headmaster Daniel if you want the headmaster Daniel, or you have a, an alternate head that's the a regular head that doesn't have you know, like the seams and the joints for Daniel. So that's what I'm hoping at some point is we we do get a headmaster RC in the masterpiece line. So you think um, you think if they do an R uh, an RC in the masterpiece line. <clears throat> the only way to go is headmaster. You think that's truly the masterpiece RC? Well, I'm just saying for the, for to for them to for them to get the most number of sales. RC does not have a lot of accessories associated with her. You know, like Grimlock got the apron, the drinking tray, the bow tie, and all that. The brain the brain transfer device. You know, stuff you could you could fill out the tray and make the value there with, with lots of different pieces. RC doesn't have a lot associated with her except her blasters. Now her swords, which have sort of been retconned into the character and being a headmaster. So it just seems to me that being a headmaster would give you a more complete character. And if nothing else, if you didn't want her as a headmaster, you could still, you could still have the Daniel 
as a driver for display. So there's that. Okay. All right. You're selling me on it. Um, okay, Don. So enough with the enough with the RC business. I think I think you've proven to the audience your, your undying love for the character. Now I've got some rapid fire questions for you since I've got okay. you got you on the phone, so to speak. Got you on the show. On the show, all right. Is RC your favorite character? And if not, who is your favorite all time Transformers character? Oh. Okay, you mean like as far as the toy or the or the actual character itself? Well, if, if if you've got a good answer for both, we can do it separately. So, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite Transform- Transformers toy? Favorite Transformers toy. Super Fire Convoy. Uh, okay, I, I, explain yeah. yourself, sir. I, I I love the Super Fire Convoy mode. I love the Fire Engine mode. I love the Small Prime mode. Mode the the toy. I love the the combined look. Of Super Fire Convoy, um, it's it's just it's it's. I mean, I love my Fortress Maximus. I love my art. I love all my toys, but Super Fire Convoy is just one of this is one of the best non masterpiece toys they've ever done. Um, is there? Do you, what do you think of the robots in disguise? Since we're in there now, the car robots slash robots in disguise line overall. If if your favorite toy is the Optimus Prime from that. Uh, for that collection, and I gotta admit, I think everybody's gonna admit, like that's a love-hate line. What are yeah. your thoughts on the entire line? On the entire line, as general, I think there's a lot of brilliant designs in there. Yeah, some of the car robot brothers have a little bit of kibble on them, but they have been doing beasts for how many years? So, they, and then switching back to vehicles, I'm sure there was a learning curve again with new designers and new production teams on both sides going back to vehicles. Uh, JRX is one of the most innovative three robot combiners, and he and he looks good compared to say like Road Caesar, who does to me as a three robot combiner does not quite pull it off as well as JRX. But again, you're looking at twenty years of technology right there. But and I love the line overall. I, it's just I think it's a line that a lot of people don't give a lot of credit to because it was it was tied to a filler show, but. We got a lot of good toys out of that. Okay, so <clears throat> if we're talking car robots and robots in the skies, I'm trying to think what my my favorite toy within that line is. It's probably it probably is Optimus Prime, to be honest with you. It probably is Fire Convoy. Um, he gets a lot of flack for I don't know. I guess being parts former, but I mean I don't know. I don't know if that counts because he's got armor. I, I don't know if that's a well, fair criticism. Well, it's it's sort of see the car robots with him kind of tr- kind of delves into the brave side of the Transformers universe where, you know, your your powered up mode is all of your accessories. So, you know, basically it's you know because you had God Genera, but he just had the one trailer that became, you know, God Bomber became his power armor. So it's the same basic thing. Um, I would think a lot of people, though, probably if they didn't pick Fire Convoy, would probably pick Scourge. Oh yeah, that's probably good. That's kind of cheating a little bit since he's not an original mold, but he did. He kind of like started a whole genre of repaints. Yeah. But it also, in those colors at that time, it was such a striking color combination to put on a Prime mm-hmm. toy. I think that just what sets a lot of people up for that toy being that popular from R.I.D. And he was definitely, he was like the first evil Optimus Prime, right? Other other than if you want to count the, the clone Megatron made in 
G1 cartoon, but yeah, he was the first, I think he was the first Evil Optimus we actually had as a, as a buyable toy. Mm, very cool. Okay, so we've talked favorite toy. What about favorite character? I think I think it is going to be RC, uh, just because she's a strong character. She's a good role model for younger kids, boys and girls. Teaching boys that girls can do anything boys can do. Uh, teaching girls, to, you know, that you can be strong and still be a girl. Again, I'm talking from a guy standpoint, so maybe I'm misreading some of the stuff that's being, you know, put out there. But that's just the way I feel. It's, it's a good character for kids to learn from. It's, it's a fun character. It's like her and Springer with the, with the verbal jar uh, back and forth. Uh, her and Hot Rod with the same thing. She's just a fun character. Even animated with her, with her limited appearances, she was a fun character to have around. Uh, I can't disagree that she's been uh, at least a very notable character. Um, if anything, she kind of holds this unique place in Transformers history. Um, okay, last topic to wrap up the show. You have been to many, many bot cons, all but one. Yeah, all but ninety-seven. I yep. was I was gainfully unemployed at the time. Um, okay, so you've seen it all, and I've been to bot, I've been to probably the last like fourteen out of the fifteen bot cons, something like that. Maybe fifteen out of sixteen, something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, give me your thoughts. What are your thoughts on how BotCon has evolved, and what do you think of BotCon as what it's for what it's become today? So, so over the years, um, take me through it. Have you enjoyed it? Do you think it's headed in the right direction? Do you think it's evolved to be um, something you know good and positive? And now, looking at it now, what Fun Pub has done with it, what are your thoughts on what it is now? Wow, that's a question. Uh, looking back. Uh the early days, I didn't. I didn't know. 90, 94, I actually heard about the convention from John and Carl through Lee's Action Figure News and Toy Review, which I'm sure will take some of some of your, some of the listeners back, because uh, I had wrote in to the uh, book about if an RC had ever been produced. They said no, and then John and Carl saw that they were wrong on that answer. They wrote in and gave me the information about the production, the one we've seen that was produced but never came out with, and then we went from there. Uh, the early years, we really didn't know what to expect. All we knew for the exclusives was basically a price point and a size class. So they could say it's going to be a deluxe, or well, they weren't using deluxe at the time, but no, it's going to be an ultra for $49, and you knew, okay, in the past year we've had these Ultras, so which one of it is going to be? Uh, it evolved uh, into some bigger and better toys. Uh, some of my favorite BotCon toys is, of course, Black, the RC from Black Arachnia and the Tigertron from the Ravage X9 mold, which I still, John, John Hartman, if you listen to this, I still owe you because he told me after RC was revealed, he knew two years prior we were getting Black Arachnia as RC, but he couldn't tell me for two years. So, so you, you owe him some payback for that. I owe payback, yeah. Yeah. But uh, as it's progressed, I think I think I did skip 04. Uh, I went to the I went to John and Carl's last BotCon, BotCon in California versus the OTFCC. Just because I was there at the first, I'll be there at the last one. And then when FunPub took over, uh, I like what FunPub does with the sets. I know they're constricted by what molds are available, 
what they're willing to be, what they can spend on head changes, paint decos. I mean, for all the stuff Brian Savage and Pete and Lenny have given us, that's only a scraping of what they have to go through every year, not just for the Transformer set, but the Joe set as well. Although I, I think the Joe set's probably a little easier since there's so many parts that are interchangeable. So you know, that's what I'm thinking anyway. But I like what Fun Pub does with the sets and the nice boxes. It, it really gives it a, a collector's feel, like it is something special. But I will admit, I kind of miss the days when you only had two or three figures. It was a little simpler back then. Uh, again, that's looking at it with the uh, the nostalgia glasses on. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, you have uh, context, right? I mean, you've, yeah. you've seen the good and the bad. And I'll, right. I'll agree. I think um, we're, uh, we're, I mean, we're up to easily well, well over 10, 10 toys a year now. Easy. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a lot. And it's also kind of meant that if you're, if you're a completist and if you're going to BotCon on top of like travel and, and lodging and all that stuff, you're going to drop um, 600 bucks, something like that, maybe? Oh, yeah, easy. Uh, and also the fact is that you really, you really have to go to the show uh, to get the full experience. But not only that, the, the freebie that's included every year, we've gotten some really outstanding thing, freebies that – you know that you only get by going to the show, and they turn out to be really great characters or really, really great molds. And then, and then the souvenir sets. If it's something you want, and you're not at the show, you're going to have to fight everybody online for finding one. Now, uh, last question for the night. I've asked. Uh, I've actually asked XV and Rob this, and their opinion. So I'm interested in your opinion when it comes to the bycon sets and the toys. Do you prefer? years where the theme is really tight and kind of locked down specifically or especially for the box set or do you like those years where it's it's a real kind of diverse eclectic set and they've obviously kind of crafted just enough fiction to tie it all together uh see that for me that's dependent on the fiction they're using and the toys they've got um i will say i I was not a big fan of the machine war set I, i did see what they were going for uh it just it just didn't speak to me as a as something that would be in one of my top tier sets. But conversely, a similar set, the Generation Two set they did several years before, I loved because it, even though some of those characters weren't strictly G two, it was the whole feel. The set felt like a G two set to me. So I guess I would prefer the set being a tightly woven together that goes the set the to- set of toys and the comic that comes with it it's like a match pair you get more enjoyment out of both with it all being together but now the add-on figures i kind of like when they go back and fill in previous year's characters maybe the mold wasn't available the year they had that character in the book like we got shattered glass galvatron from evac a couple years after he was in the club fiction you know, and that that's that's a great that's a great mold for that Galvatron. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like I, I guess I guess I'll go with I like the set, a solid set tied together with the comic and the fiction, but the souvenir sets, I don't mind them being a little random because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, and it's a good it's a good place to like fill in, um, 
missing pieces like within a collection, you know, that you know Hasbro will never fill in. Right, and also to get troop builders. A lot of people like troop builders, so get, getting them going, as Pete had said on TFYLP last week, you know, they're going back to the more traditional troop builder sets because people love the troop build. So we, I'm not sure what we're getting this year, obviously, but, you know, if you get auto troopers from the animated year or you get the junkions from one year or you get Sharktacons, that's something everybody likes to have at least two of, like two or three Sharktacons in the, on, on the shelf. That's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Don, thank you for joining me this week. It's always a pleasure, sir. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. And I want to thank everybody for listening to the RFC minicast. Hey, before we go, I want to put in my usual plug and remind you guys that the show and all the podcasts at tfradio.net, they are sponsored by you. If you go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, and then do your regular Amazon shopping, um, don't have to buy anything special, don't have to buy anything extra, but when you check out and complete your purchase, a couple of nickels and dimes go back to Brian Kilby to keep the lights on, keep these podcasts flowing and free, and we thank you for your support. So until next time, this is John DeLuna for the Minicast, and uh, we'll see you around. Take care, everybody.